Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylers. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're talking about A&K Playgrounds top tip ANK playgrounds top tip from Alison and Katie and it is about not being intimidated by the language that others are using so mm. Becky what do you think of this one oh it's so fascinating there's so much we can dig into with this and what was very interesting was that Alison and Katie were coming at it from the perspective of not being intimidated by business language. So starting a business, stepping into entrepreneurship when you have come from a different background. So what's interesting for them is they've come from quite a mixed background already. They've been in creative spaces, scientific spaces, science communication spaces, and they still found when they started doing business that they really had to notice that they were getting intimidated by the language and that they needed to, to to adjust that and make it work for them. What is also interesting about this is that they, we spent so much of this episode talking about play, talking about the value of play, talking about all these different things that play can do for you. And, and then the top tip was one that actually, you know, is very, felt very serious in some ways, but then they said, well, we made it work for us. So we, what we did is we noticed that the language was different, noticed that we may need to start to speak a slightly different language as well as understand it, but actually making sure that we use play to, to then kind of make it work for us and, and enjoy using this new type of language. So I thought that was really interesting how they, they moved it to their own, own space. And, and I think recognizing this idea that, that language, that vocabulary plays a really important part in in what we're doing every day certainly as entrepreneurs or people leading trying to get new things off the ground when we go out there and we're trying to cajole people along with us the way we speak with them and the vocabulary that we use is really important and that's it's definitely something that can feel intimidating sometimes when you, you don't necessarily know what language is going to be the right language to use with different groups of people. Well, it's really, I, I agree entirely. And I think because language is about how we connect, language is about how we build that rapport, language is about how, um, whether we can get someone to understand what we're talking about. And, and of course, if we don't understand the language that's being said to us, then we feel a disconnect. And um, less than perhaps, because when they when you use the word intimidated, immediately you get this sense of the big person and the little person, mm-hmm. the tiny person. And um, and so what I love about what Katie and Alison are doing with everything is just using this wonderful, uh, joyful lightness with their sense of play and mischief we talked about that was your your beautiful word (laughs) in that episode and um and they use that to help themselves get connected to what's so good about them and what they bring and what they they offer which is immense 
and so help themselves grow to being equal. So it's no longer a sense of more than and less than. It's a sense of equal equal partners together that we can together create something brilliant. Mm. And some something that I think is really key in this conversation is the idea of receiving information and giving information and kind of the how do you build equality in both those places and how do you how do you make the other people feel involved and like they're they're part of that tribe and but also how do you kind of make it feel involved so it's this this playing how do we be collaborative rather than being hierarchical basically and and so in terms of receiving so okay I'm hearing lots of information uh, lots of words I haven't quite got my head around all of them yet uh, and and I think one of the key things for me around this is is the simple act of of active listening and and then how we apply curiosity to our our learning and our, our increased understanding when we're engaging with terms and and new sectors maybe that that we're not used to engaging with and so even the act of of listening without judgment on ourselves, you know, not without judgment on the other person as well, but without judgment on ourselves and just go, okay, I'm, I'm listening. And then I'm going to ask the right questions to delve a little bit deeper, or I'm going to go away and do some research or mm. some learning if that's what's required. You're um, reminding me of that wonderful habit from Stephen Covey in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seek first to understand before being understood. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's really what this is. It Don't be intimidated by the language. Seek to understand it. So if there's a word in that sentence you don't get, then yes, activate that curiosity and go, oh, what does it mean? And oh my goodness, there are so every sector, as humans, we love shortening things into these little acronyms that become these subtle sort of gatekeepers to our kingdoms Mm. and those people on the outside who don't get the acronyms oh my goodness but once we understand those acronyms and so often people don't even understand they're there they're in their language um and it just has to be you just have to ask Mm -hmm. and it's having that strength that courage that or that just uh permission to self I'm going to ask so I can understand better what they're getting at and if we're thinking about it from that perspective of I will be able to offer so much more value if I understand what they're talking about um then actually we're not saying I'm less than and you're more than we're just saying how can I connect here more effectively and help me understand what you're talking about here <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong all those wonderful active listening phrases correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. am I right to understand this what I think I've heard here is that what you're trying to communicate and just all those wonderful phrases that actually build our connections and our understandings. Yeah, it's it's tricky when you do feel like you're in a hierarchical situation, I suppose, or when you're in a situation where you feel like you have to impress someone. So a customer or an investor or you know and and your knowledge is kind of getting showcased in that environment and I think the people I've who I've seen who've been most resilient in these in these conversations in in building these relationships are the ones who are happy to to have that little bit of vulnerability that is correct me if I'm wrong please could you under could you explain that a little further that you know so um and 
and honestly, it's also in some cases, maybe you do have to sacrifice that particular relationship. You don't know. There are probably some people who who are going to look down at your, their nose at you if you don't know some acronym or something else. But And it's you have to have that faith that they're not the only gatekeeper into what it is that you want to achieve as well. Or maybe that things will come back around again and things, you know, it'll be back at the right place. But I think as in, as an entrepreneur, that's all, you know, that's also a really important thing is, yeah, sometimes we might in inverted commas mess up uh, because we don't, don't know that language or we haven't got there with our knowledge yet. And we've got, to, that's where our resilience has to kick in as well. Do you know what I'm being reminded of? I'm being reminded of Emily Kent's interview and she said my first time I went into the, yes. wasn't it, the railway sector, the rail mm-hmm. sector with my video gaming expertise and I just didn't speak their language. And actually to understand that, she turned that into an immense positive didn't she because she said well actually this is me learning I I need to speak their language I need to go out and do a huge amount more research to understand it better and then I can come back in and wow they have haven't they oh yeah they're winning (laughs) all sorts of awards across (laughs) the rail sector now it's incredible and they what I loved about the way she approached it was she had she went in that initial kind of courageous I've got to get out there I've got to put something out there when she then realized that there there was that learning to be done she then I think I can't I haven't got the quote right here but she said something along the lines of I'm never again going back into a meeting until I know that I can you know I can back up the things that I'm saying or so so she made that decision but she had to get out there in the first place in order to kind of test those waters and understand where the gaps were and and what it was that she really need to fo- needed to focus her learning on i think mm-hmm. if we're too if we, we try and learn everything first um <laughs> we'd never do anything well exactly so it's going out there being curious playful mm. but also just really seeking to understand but from a position and i liked your point about vulnerability i think there's strength in our vulnerability. And um, actually, if we go, I think where we can fall down is if we're coming in and saying, I'm an expert here, mm-hmm. and we clearly aren't. Yeah. And so actually, it's going in and being true to ourselves, being authentic, having integrity. Mm-hmm. And people want to help. People are open to explaining themselves. And um, there's so much power in language. And actually, it's it's infrequent that people are using language to keep you out. And if they are, do you really want to go there anyway? Mm, that's how I feel. As I said before, they, I'm, I'm sure there are some cases where there's gatekeepers to mm. whatever it is you want to get to. And, and you know, this is where we have to keep going back around, keep doing the learning, trying to get to the point where, where we can get through those gates. But actually, um, and I, again, we're coming back to all our season one guests. Um <laughs> There's always another way. I think that was Katie. Um, there, there's always another way. And so if that is the case where there is just this single gatekeeper and for whatever reason they want to keep you out, then, you know, I'm sure you can find another way. Absolutely. Now, when we were talking, Becky, beforehand, you said mm. that you've had all sorts of negative experiences around mm-hmm. this where you've been told you're not talking the right language. And um, 
if you'd had this piece of guidance from Katie and Alison then, how would it have helped or what else would you have needed for it to really resonate and lift you? So I think there's no such thing as like negative feedback, uh, but in terms of the actual messaging that you can get, but <laughs> there's a big but here, but it has to come with the right intention and from the right people. And when I've had it from a negative fashion, it's really been used in a way to um, to try and minimize me, try to mock me, try to, you know, and and that's been really tough. It's come from the wrong person, from people who are not there to try and build build me up um the people or a person who is there to to try and and yeah tear me down and had already had quite a track record of minimizing me in in, and trying to make things difficult so so of course things like vocabulary become a very tangible way that somebody can mock you or who they they can make things more difficult for you so um and I'm I'm trying to th- think but yeah it, so so for me uh, this is where my thoughts went when we first started talking about this because I thought hang on a second I've learned to talk so many different <laughs> languages so to speak not actual <laughs> languages I'm not so great at them um in fact, at this conversation with um, Natalie Alpie, another previous guest, um, and her husband the other day, uh, but which, who, of course, they're, um, they're French, so English is their second language, and they had all sorts of things to do with language in that conversation as well, when it's your second language that you're talking about. But in terms of different sectors, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the scientific sector, I've spent time in the creative sector, I've spent time in the public sector, I've spent time in charity sector, I've spent time in the entrepreneurial space Uh, and so I always think I have this I'm aware of so many different languages but I think what that means is I don't I'm automatically always translating and I'm you know I'm automatically so when information comes to me so when I'm the kind of receiver of the information I'm kind of automatically doing that uh, active listening and I kind of therefore in some cases have made the assumption that that's what's happening everywhere else. And when I'm talking to other people that there's that same kind of flexibility and, and kind of malleability. I don't know if that's right in terms of the, of the listening and, and the receiving of the information. And, mm. and so I think it's my approach to it in some cases has been a little bit laissez-faire because I think, Oh, well, people are just going to show up and, and, kind of have that active listening going on and and if they don't understand something maybe say that they don't understand it but then equally I know that if you're in a situation where the power differential is off then people aren't gonna stop you and say sorry I don't understand that um so it's yeah I think there's quite a lot of complexity in this because I like I said I felt very minimized for it at the same time as feeling like I um I think I understand Lots of different language, yeah. Lots of different kind of sector, <laughs> space, languages. <laughs> I keep saying I understand loads of different languages. I'm really skilled. No, I, not that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it all comes down to though this wonderful skill of active listening. Mm. And then the the flip side is is if we don't know, if we don't know truly know whether the person sitting opposite has understood us, it's just asking them to mm. say, could you just outline what you think I've just said just so that we can check our understanding because I know I'm 
if necessary, because I know I'm new to this. You can you can minimize yourself if you wish to, but in a position of strength in order to create an environment in which they will feed back to you and Mm. then you can correct it if necessary. And it becomes a proper two-way conversation rather than two people's setting out their stalls. Mm. Yeah, which I suppose you're what you're describing is is or certainly when I was experiencing that thing what I've just described, it was definitely a bit more of a it felt like more of a combative situation than a um and it and it wasn't. I mean the idea was to try and build good relationships, but it still like very much felt like this is like I'm I need to validate myself I need to prove myself I need to you know and um so I think that that's that's something that I I certainly hope I've I've moved through that this was some time ago now but whereby I'm like well this is who I am and and this is what I'm bringing and I'm doing my I'm working hard and all the rest of it but I'm also um yeah and I'm here and I'm gonna listen to you and we're gonna see if we can um come to that place of connection uh, so we can actually move forward together Mm. that's that's the goal isn't it so yeah I think that brings us back into a really lovely circle back into that wonderful possibility of of playfulness of how what is it that we can do to help ourselves get ourselves into a position of strength so if we're in a position of strength and we understand that actually what we say is of worth worth then we can listen from that place of actually let's connect together as humans and see what where our ideas take us so what can we give our listeners to do around active listening and and coming back to this tip can we can we give any practical exercises when we're talking about business language and not being intimidated by business language hmm. I think the first is awareness mm. so the first is clocking if you're finding yourself intimidated and then once we've become aware, then we open up our choices. And if we're feeling intimidated, what can we do to help ourselves feel equal to the task, feel strong and able to ask and create an environment in which it's it's okay for everyone to just double check? Mm-hmm. Um, this brings me back to something that I was brought up with. My mother said... Amy, if you've got a question, someone else is likely to too. So you're serving them when you ask the question. And it means that she, she raised a child who never stopped asking questions. Well, that's why you're a good coach. Oh, yes, exactly. There we are. Hooray. Thank you, mum. Yeah. Um, but yes, so just you're creating an environment in which everyone is free to ask and inquire and get curious and of course the more we are curious uh, the more likely the connection happens because it's a very human thing Mm. the um, and Emily talked about this as well the idea of sometimes just being the first one to ask the question in the room to you know she was talking about kind of women in business and and getting voices of women in business out there but I think even more generally just if you and, and I certainly do this and I definitely did it um, when there was lots of team around as well, always making sure like there wasn't really the 
you'd of course let other people have questions if they had them coming in, but not allow there to be that silence. So asking the question, getting curious, even if you feel like it's a stupid question, uh, kind of playing the role of the person who doesn't mind asking the so-called stupid question um, in order to just get conversation going. And and of course, if you're in a position, if you're in a CEO position, uh, then if other people see you asking questions and you not being afraid of being you know, being seen to be asking the stupid question or whatever it might be, the obvious question, then that makes it easier for other people to ask those questions as well. So I always felt like it um, has been a bit of a responsibility for me to do that over the last few years in particular, Mm. because it then kind of just lubricates that and gets that conversation going. And I would say also just in the spirit of inclusivity, Uh, language can form barriers Mm. if you've identified uh, a piece of vocabulary that is causing an issue for you then actually just in the spirit of making this an inclusive environment and removing any potential areas of misunderstanding and disconnection let us speak really cleanly and plainly and so could we remove and you know have it as a principle for your meetings we don't use acronyms Mm. Uh, let's remove those so that everyone understands what we're talking about and I'd like to close with one um, story which is when I was working with an entrepreneur and she said oh my goodness we just had this contract come through and the whole of the contract has got he in it I know this story. Yeah. Yes. And it's really I think I know who this was. Bugging me. In fact, we do need to get her on actually at some point. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I was thinking so no, I won't say that because it might identify who they who they are. <laughs> they might not want to be sure. Um so, But yes, yeah. so so it they it was really bugging her. I said, Well, what would it take for you to just ask the lawyer to redraft it? And she said, Well. And we were standing on a pavement and she turned to the lawyer and said, do you know, I'm finding that really difficult. And he said, good point. No one's ever raised it before. I'll sort it out. Yeah, And he did. It was in all their draft documents. And it's the same in so many places. And I think that it's probably got a little bit better now. But yeah, I, I remember that situation happening. And yeah, so so that's about calling it out. And It is. <laughs> and not being intimidated by it. Yeah. yeah. Plain language. Um, yeah. I mean, it's almost an act of mischief, right? <laughs> against the well, against the well, establishment. It was. Yeah. it was. And actually just so powerful. So just knowing that with your language, you can make a difference. So don't be intimidated. Just show up and shine and just be honest and open. And Amazing. So enjoy. go out there, be aware, and let us know over on social media whether you are aware of your own language or language that what other people are using and whether that's intimidating you and then what you've done about it. And we want to hear about that over on Instagram or Facebook at Mindstyling Podcast and on Twitter at Mindstyling Pod. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Becky. Bye. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.